What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my way too early top 10 wide receivers for the 2024 fantasy football season. So last week I talked about the running backs. Um, for those of you who are fantasy football psychos, you know, already looking forward to the 2024 season, this video is going to be for you guys. Like I said, very early on in the process, obviously, you know, we're not even done with the uh, playoffs here in 2023 or for the 2023 season. So I want to hear your guys' opinions. Which players do you think are too high? Which players do you think are too low? Going to be splitting these wideouts up into different tiers also, but let's just dive right into it. And I'm going to start off with my tier one wide receivers and my wide receiver one heading into 2024 at this point is going to be CD Lamb. And to be totally honest, I didn't really see this 2023 season coming for Lamb here. I did like him heading into the season, but I really didn't think he had this like crazy high-end wide receiver one finish. The dude averaged 23.7 PPR points per game. He led all wide receivers in targets, red zone targets, receptions, yards after the catch, and total touchdowns. Um, and coming off the big season and the fact that he has the quarterback security with Dak Prescott, I do think he's very deserving of being the wide receiver one here. He flashed that ceiling you know, some of the guys I'm going to get to, they have some other minor concerns. CeeDee Lamb just seems like a very well-rounded dude heading into 2024. Now, the next wide receiver also in tier one is going to be Justin Jefferson. And if we knew that um, Kirk Cousins was going to be 100% healthy and back with the Vikings, I'd probably have Justin Jefferson as my wide receiver one. But those are definitely not guarantees at this point. Um, who knows if Kirk is back to 100%? Who knows if he's even back with the Vikings? They may be rolling with a different veteran or they could be rolling with one of these younger quarterbacks, a rookie dude. We just don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be at this point. But if we remove the one game where Justin Jefferson was bounced out early, played less than 20% of the snaps, he averaged 21.9 PPR points per game. So another very impressive season out of Justin Jefferson. Obviously, he dealt with some injuries, but when he was on the field, he was very, very productive and playing at a very high level. Um, and that includes also playing with backup quarterbacks in his last four games. Even with a new quarterback, I still think he could could be a high-end wide receiver one, but I just don't know if he'd be given like that, you know, number one overall wide receiver slot in my rankings. Sticking around in tier one, going to go with Tyreek Hill as my wide receiver three. He just barely finished behind CeeDee Lamb in points per game, averaged 23 and a half PPR points per game. He was number one at the wide receiver position in target share, target rate, receiving yards, and yards per route run. I think really the only concern here for Tyreek Hill is that he'll be 30 heading into the 2024 season. So maybe he starts to slip just a little bit, but he was wildly impressive this season. I think he's going to be a top fantasy pick heading into 2024. And then my final tier one wide receiver is going to be Jamar Chase. Um, kind of a tough season overall for Chase, and I really just don't think it was his fault. We had Joe Burrow struggling early on in the season when he was dealing with his calf injury. Then he ends up being out for the season uh, during week 11. Chase ended up being the wide receiver 12 at 16.4 PPR points per game. So his season definitely didn't compare to the guys ranked ahead of him, CeeDee Lamb. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, but we've seen Jamar Chase average 20 plus points per game in a season with a healthy Joe Burrow heading into 2024. I think Chase is going to bounce right back up to that high-end wide receiver one production. And also who knows what's happening with T. Higgins here. We could see Jamar Chase unlock some new volume if T. Higgins is no longer on this roster. So I do like Jamar Chase in tier one, even though he's coming off a not so great fantasy season. Now pivoting into tier two, and this is actually going to be my only tier two wide receiver. I feel like this dude is kind of sandwiched between tier one and tier three. It's going to be Amon Ross St. Brown. He has taken significant leaps from year one to year two, 
And then now from year two to year three, he finished the season as the wide receiver four at 20.7 PPR points per game. He was fifth in targets, target share, target rate. He's commanding targets. He's producing. He was second in receptions and yards after the catch third in receiving yards, just a very strong overall season out of Amon Ross St. Brown. He hit that 20 point per game threshold. It's possible the Lions bring in, you know, some competition at the wide receiver position, but Amon Ross is a stud. He's going to be a mid to high end wide receiver one, I think for a very long time. So really like Amon Ra here in a tier by himself. And then pivoting into tier three, I'm actually going to start off this tier with Garrett Wilson, and it might seem crazy to have Garrett Wilson this high considering he finishes the wide receiver 33 in points per game, but when we look at the Jets quarterback play, it's really hard to imagine many other wide receivers performing better than what we saw out of Garrett Wilson. The Jets had the third fewest passing yards and the fewest passing touchdowns with just 11 passing touchdowns. 17 games this team threw for only 11 touchdowns. The difference between Aaron Rodgers compared to Zach Wilson Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon is just absolutely massive. I don't even think we can like, you know, even fathom the difference in the quarterback play we're going to have here. So I think Garrett Wilson is a strong wide receiver one heading into next year. If you want to put some of the more established proven guys ahead of him, I totally get it. But I think Garrett Wilson proved he is plenty talented. He's going to command a lot of volume. Now you give him the quarterback play with Aaron Rodgers in 2024. I think Garrett Wilson is going to be a very strong option. Also in tier three, going to have A.J. Brown. It was a solid fantasy season out of him. He finished as the wide receiver eight at 17 points per game. Started to slip a little bit later on in the season, but still a solid finish. You know, pretty much um, closed out where you drafted him as like the wide receiver eight, somewhere in that range. Similar finish actually to last season, but he did it a little bit differently. In 2022, A.J. Brown was supported by his efficiency and his touchdowns in 2023 didn't have the same efficiency or touchdown production, but he relied much more on volume. I think he's a solid mid-tier wide receiver one heading into 2024. Probably going to be pretty consensus here with AJ Brown. And then my final tier three wide receiver, it's going to be Puka Nakua. And it's really shocking to see a rookie season like we saw out of Puka. And it's even crazier when we factor in that this dude was a fifth round pick and didn't really do anything crazy in college. Like this is by far his best season, and it's with you know the most competition he's had at the NFL level. He was the wide receiver six in points per game. Stafford had some question marks heading into the season. He looked super impressive in the 2023 season. I still think Cooper Cup is definitely going to be a factor, but I mean, Puka looked to be the wide receiver one, even when those dudes were playing together. I think he's going to continue giving you that uh, wide receiver one production. Just seems like a perfect marriage here with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford there at the quarterback spot. And then pivoting into my final tier for this video, tier four, going to start it off with DJ Moore. And this was by far DJ Moore's best fantasy season. There was a lot of talk heading into the season about whether this Fields-Moore duo would kind of work out. There were some examples of guys like, you know, Stephon Diggs taking that jump. AJ Brown took a jump when he went to the Eagles, pairing these young quarterbacks with a stud wide receiver. Um, You know, we had that situation here, but it definitely wasn't a guarantee that it would work out. It definitely worked out for DJ Moore here in 2023. He saw career highs in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. He was the wide receiver nine in points per game. And when we look at just the games with Justin Fields, remember he missed some time where uh, Tyson Bajant played quarterback. With Fields at quarterback, DJ Moore actually averaged 19 PPR points per game, which would have been the wide receiver six. There's definitely going to be some uncertainty here heading into 2024. Is Fields going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May? 
Um, will he have a top wide receiver prospect joining the team? A guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, uh, Roma Dunze, right? If they keep Justin Fields, you could definitely see them getting a guy like Marvin Harrison if they trade back. Um, even if they don't uh, keep Fields and they draft a top quarterback, they also have another top 10 pick, which could turn into a guy like Roma Dunze. So this situation is definitely up in the air, but I think this was a fair spot to uh, rank DJ Moore. And then my final wide receiver in this tier is going to be Keenan Allen, and he's coming off a season where he finished as the wide receiver three in points per game. There are definitely some question marks heading into 2024. I don't even think there's a guarantee that Keenan Allen is going to be with the Chargers um, heading into next season. It's certainly possible that he's back, but he also could be a, a cap casualty for them, especially bringing in a new coaching staff. Who knows what direction they're going in. Um, and then they also could draft a top wide receiver. They're in the range where they could get a guy like Malik Neighbors, trade back, Roma Dunze, someone like that. Um, and I also just have to point out that Keenan Allen is heading into his age 32 season. He dealt with some injuries later on. Who knows if he could have played right? Maybe if Herbert's healthy, they're trying to make a playoff push. Maybe he plays, but that's back-to-back seasons where he's missed some time. So definitely some things up in the air, but it's tough to leave someone who finishes the wide receiver three in points per game out of the top 10. So he will wrap up the top 10. Now with the running back position, I felt like the running backs kind of fell off after the top 10. The wide receiver position, there are a lot of guys who I could see an argument um, you know, for making it in here. So I just wanted to you know, go through my honorable mentions, players that I considered. Got to talk about the Texans wide receivers. I think a lot of people are going to point to Nico Collins, but I think Nico Collins and Tank Dell are going to be pretty similar heading into next year. Nico Collins obviously balled out with Stroud back and Tank Dell injured. But remember, Tank Dell was putting up fantastic numbers as a rookie, and that was with Nico Collins in the lineup for a lot of that. So I think both those guys are very relevant, you know, with the quarterback play of CJ Stroud. I think Michael Pittman's also interesting. I believe he's a free agent heading into this offseason. Another free agent, Mike Evans, putting up great numbers. What's his landing spot going to look like? Is he going to stick around with the Bucks? Is he moving to a different team? We will wait and see. Got to mention the 49ers wide receivers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. If both those guys are both playing, it's kind of tough to see one of them putting together like a crazy high ceiling when they're on the field together. But I think they could definitely be fringe, you know, wide receiver ones in terms of their ADP. Stephon Diggs, an interesting player, right? Had a really strong start to the season, was viewed as like a mid to high end wide receiver one heading into 2023 really had a fall off, you know, I think it was like since week 10, the production had not been great. How are we going to be feeling about him heading into next year when he's a year older? And I think Devontae Adams is also interesting. Not a great fantasy season, but the quarterback play was just not there. What do the Raiders do at the quarterback spot? A lot of questions with the wide receivers, um, a lot of depth at this position. So if you had some other guys, you know, towards the bottom, I completely get it. But that's going to wrap it up for this one. Um, if you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to continue posting throughout the offseason, whether it's, you know, looking ahead to next year, talking about this rookie class, um, all of that stuff. So thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.